Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. We're gonna start. We're gonna start gabbing today about. Uh, <laughs> you had this big realization two minutes before we start recording that there's an announcement of what the name of the show is before you you come in. Right. Which, if you're listening to this, you just heard it. Uh, the musical intro and welcome to Life Lessons Left. It was Glenn Ambrose. Yeah. So you say, "Oh, I don't have to do a big intro. I don't have to say the name of the show." Yeah. So then we hit record. <laughs> you do the exact same thing you always do, and then just go the show. Yeah. Why? Why not? What am I supposed to do? I mean, it, it was it was <laughs> like it was natural for you to just do the normal intro that you were doing, and then you had to correct yourself to just say the show because you realized that you refused to say the name. No. <laughs> Whatever came out came out. <laughs> Like I had no idea. I didn't have it figured out in my head. <laughs> but anyway, here we are, and we're talking. So again, the topic I wanted to discuss was about different ways of taking action to induce change. Um, what spawned this was last Saturday, I went on a sacred fire walk. And this is where we hit the button to have the oohs and ahs come in on the show. Ooh. Ah. Oh. (laughs) Actually, that was the 4th of July sounds anyways. So, but... (laughs) That's what everybody does when they watch fireworks. Ooh. Ah. So, we had our fireworks of our own (laughs) this Saturday. And, uh, yeah, we had a sacred fire walk. And it was amazing. It was um, it was the second time I had done it, and what was cool was I got as as profound an experience as the first time, which is of course wonderful. But I knew a lot of the people there as well, and I got to see them do this for the for their first time, and it was it was amazing. It was it, it's amazing the courage that it it's like it brings courage into the tangible world. You can actually see it, you know, and it's seeing these people that, you know, before with very good reason were going, can I do this? Are you sure? Should I? Is this possible? You know, all those types of questions and seeing them and you can't have those questions fully answered until you do it. I mean, until you're on the other side of the fire, there's a little part of you that doesn't know if you can or if you can't. You know, um, so the, for them to stand in that uncertainty and have the courage to take physically take those steps forward and walk through, um, not only with with the courage they had themselves, but with the with the energy and the power of, of the group that we were in, all supporting each other to do that. It was just, it was amazing. It was so profound. All I know about fire, uh, sacred fire walks are nothing. 
it was on one episode of The Office <laughs> that I saw, uh, which seemed cool. Uh, but it the the idea terrifies me. How many times have you done it now? I know you just said two. Twice. Twice. And each time I walked three times through. So six times you've walked over. Uh, it's a, w- Explain what exactly is a sacred fire walk. It's a bed of coals. You know, I don't know the exact type of wood that they use. but um, But, yeah, you have a big bonfire and it's... Um, you know, there's there's a lot of aspects to it that the instructor, who's Carrie Cudmore, by the way, and um, and the, her fire tenders that that ensure, uh, you know, th- there's a lot of specifics. You can tell that they've been trained specifically in how to do this, and there's a specific way of doing it. I imagine so. It burns very evenly. And, oh yeah, and all that I, stuff. I've been around a lot of bonfires, and none of them have ended up with a perfect sheet of yeah. coals that you could walk over. Right. I mean, they have shovels and rakes, and they move yeah. stuff around, and you know, and it's a it's a bed of coals that you're that you're walking on. We talked about the. What was the last time you did it? Last year, a year, yeah, two years was, ago. Yeah, it was either one or two years ago. Um, but you've had the the flyer from the first time or the poster up everywhere since. Well, um, yeah, I, I I framed a little section of the poster so, and yeah. I put it in my place of business because it was, you know, I've experienced a lot of things. I I experienced a lot of things in general. I mean, um, in what I call my previous life, you know, like in my first 20 years, well, my first 35 years, I guess. Anyway, um, so then since I, since my spiritual journey began, I've, I've experienced a lot of different things too. Uh, And this was one of the most profound, you know, for a lot of reasons. One, because of, you know, the actual act of walking on fire, but it's also a, a five-hour workshop that, you know, so you're you're doing things and you're coming to new understandings and you're being guided to uh, to um, break through your fears and, and work up to a place that you're capable of doing, you know, the, the fire walk. I, I, I was intrigued years ago when I saw the episode of The Office with the Sacred Fire Walk, I was more intrigued when I saw the poster up uh, advertising that it was going to happen. The first one was going to happen that you went to. Mm. And then you talked to me about it, and I was more... I still don't think that I could ever do it. Well, you could. I really don't (laughs) think so. I don't see how it works. Well, it's not for everyone either. You know, I I never try to, like... You're going to burn yourself. I never try to talk people, like... Well, I'll try to talk people into doing something for like 30 seconds, but then after that, it's like, well, you, you don't have to do that. You know, there's many people who have found peace, joy, and happiness in their lives who have not firewalked. So it's not mandatory in our journey. But it's a, but the, but the profound effect that you're talking about of this physical manifestation of courage. Right. Or, you know, overcoming fears. Yes. This physical representation of, look at this, clearly I'm afraid. If I'm not a little bit afraid of this, 
maybe something's wrong with me. <laughs> this is not something that I should want to do necessarily uh, on the surface, on the face of it. If you're not going to firewalk, maybe that's not available to you. Maybe you don't know where you could do that. Right. Um, what other ways are there to to create this physical manifestation of, of courage or... Well, the, you know, there are a lot of ways, and, and I'll start off by saying you can make up your own, you know? I mean, there are—there's—I there, um, was listening to Elizabeth Gilbert um, speak, and she was she was talking about how, how much attention her Eat, Pray, Love book got. And, you know, people are always asking, you know, saying, oh, well, I can't just pick up and, and travel the world and do what you did. And she's always telling them, well, just make your own ceremony. And that's, you know, that's really what it's about. It can, it can be anything as small or as large as you want to do. But when you take some sort of action in your life, it, it really solidifies, you know, what, what you're trying to get at. And that, that's something that the firewalk does. And um, I know Carrie, the instructor, does a lot of different things. She's been trained in a lot of different things. She's, I've seen her walk on glass. Uh, I've seen her break arrows with her throat. Um, I believe she does, um, I think she does sp- um, spoon bending, um, other things. Spoon I bending. I can bend a spoon. Yeah, well, see, there we go. That that could be a good thing that, that people could do because what, you know, one of the th- aspects of this type of action is having your mind comprehend that something is possible that you didn't think was possible before. That's what helps you overcome that fear. So if you don't think that you can bend a spoon, and I I think there might even be online classes that can teach you how to do that. But So you, you can find different ways that are at your level to take some sort of action. You know, a lot of people, one of my friends... um Brian Reed works with horses. He's actually, well, this will probably air. He's coming October 10th of 2015, so this will to my place. But he's got his own place, and he he works with horses, and I believe he even works with his dogs and stuff too. But um, I brought my son over there because he's working with these huge horses. Now, when you got a uh, an animal that's, 1,800 to 2,000 pounds, and it's responding to your energy, and he teaches you how to do that, it's profound because it's, you're physically seeing it with your own eyes, you know? It's, it, it really, it, it's not a theory anymore. It's yeah. fact. And, you know, we, we're, you know, I talk about these spiritual principles and these guiding principles of our lives, and a lot of times it feels like they're intangible. Like you can't touch them, you can't see them, you just have to walk by faith and not by sight and all that stuff. Well, we are intellectual beings. You know, we have an intellectual body, we have an emotional body within us. And if we can tap into those and bring th- some things into our reality, that we didn't think was possible before by physical action, that's what makes things so profound. You know, it's very helpful when you can find ways to do that. I was um, 
I was listening to a podcast. Uh, was it by Glenn ago. Ambrose? It was not. Well, um, it should have been. I don't listen to this show. <laughs> uh, but it was a. It had a comedian. Um, was it Glenn Ambrose? You're not a comedian. Oh, sorry. My bad. I think you are. <laughs> You're very funny, but people are laughing at you. Oh, that's I'm okay. Kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but no, the she um she was talking about going to therapy and um for codependency, and she was going to Al-Anon meetings, mm-hmm. and um someone suggested the horse therapy. Yeah. Um, and uh, she was like, it changed her life. Mm. The the that that exactly what you were saying. The um the overcoming the fear and the the seeing it and the yeah. I actually saw that once with they um one of those celebrity rehab shows. They they brought all these celebrities to a horse therapy farm. Now we're all you know, addicts or alcoholics and, and had them work with the horses. And it was a very profound experience for them. What is the name of that? Cause it's a. The show? A, no, no. Oh, uh, the... the horse there. It's, is it equestrian? Yeah. Is that the word? Equestrian therapy? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I don't do it, but that's, um, um, I know like Brian's, Brian actually just released a movie about uh, equestrian. Uh, it's it's going to be released on some big um, equestrian uh, movie premiere. Uh, uh, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but it, it is all based in equestrian, you know, so that that's definitely the, t- the term. But it's but any type of action like that is is so profound, like I said, because it bring it, it really hits all our senses you know, and it expands our mind. And it's, you know, there, there's lots of, there's lots of spiritual messages like in movies and stuff too, especially very um, famous movies or books that have caught on and lasted a long period of time. One of the reasons is a lot of them have spiritual messages within and and they connect with us. And the, one of them that this always makes me think of is Alice in Wonderland. You know, at the at the end, she's repeating the six impossible things before breakfast while she's slaying the Jabberwocky. So it's the the. Re- I don't. I I'm not familiar with Alice in Wonderland. Really, and I don't know anything that you just said. I've heard of a Jabberwocky before, but I'm not sure what. That well, is. it's like a just big, heard the word. It's like a big dragon or something that she's got to fight and slay. Now she's just this little girl. How's she gonna slay some huge dragon? Okay. So what now, and it's at the end. So in the beginning of the book, you know, Alice in Wonderland, we know she falls down a hole and comes across a talking rabbit and has tea with this one and all this stuff. So all these amazing things happen to her um, that aren't normal in our everyday life. So while she's uh, fighting the Jabberwocky, she has to get her mind to comprehend that it's even possible for her to slay this thing. So what she starts doing is repeating the six impossible things that happened to her before breakfast, like meeting a talking rabbit, like falling down a magical hole, like, you know, things that her mind couldn't comprehend before. So as she does that, she starts comprehending, her mind starts expanding to the point that, okay, maybe it is possible that I can win against this huge dragon, you know? 
Just another reason why I have to watch Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you're waiting for. <laughs> it's it's on the to-do list before February. <laughs> before February. Yeah. We're di- we're going to do it as a children's theater show and I've never seen it. Oh yeah, you got to get on that. <laughs> I don't have to direct it. It's fine. Uh, but I mean, you know, so so that's it's expanding our minds because we you know, we live in a society that tells us what should be possible and what shouldn't be possible and how we're supposed to live in fear in a lot of these situations and you know finding the the happiness and the peace and being true to ourselves we can't we can't find ourselves and find happiness living in fear we can't but most of the th- decisions we make if if they're based on what society has taught us they're based in fear because that's what society teaches us you know, so I mean, it, you, <laughs> you you could take a hundred people and say, um, you know, that that don't like their job, and say, um, well, w- why are you still there? And they'll have an answer that's based in fear. That's why, you know, very few are. But people don't have to stay in jobs that they don't like. They could. St- you know, it might take a while, but you can slowly work your way into another area that you actually find joy in. But pe- so many people don't do that because they just think, you know, they're just locked in because of their fear. I have a question that may be a little off topic, but I, I, to me in my head right now, it's making sense. Um, because we're talking about the the firewalk or or other things creating your own things that are physical um reminders physical manifestations the ways to expand your mind to know that things are possible um what what do you think about like the secret and like mm. the 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 power of positive thinking or like vision boards and like that that kind of a thing. I know that we've never talked about that. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've wow. never talked about that. Um, I think we might have to have a podcast real soon about that whole topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the. I mean, I think that all that stuff is wonderful. It's wonderful. It's sometimes, um, you know, the secret. I, I think is a really good example. It's a really to me it's a really good way to get my opinion out about that topic of the law of attraction out there because the secret I think was really phenomenal for our world. I think that it, the way it was marketed was genius. It, it it reached so many people. So many people that aren't normally spiritual have were exposed to a spiritual law because of the secret, which is awesome. Um, So it opened people's minds and it got them thinking about things. And some of them used it and it worked and it was awesome. So that's all, you know, that's phenomenal. It did that. But the other aspect of it is some, you know, to me in certain areas, it oversimplified it. If If that was, if you're a little bit disconnected, or that's your only way of <clears throat> excuse me learning about the law of attraction 
then you might get the impression, I'm sure some people got the impression, that you're, like, if if you just sit there and say, okay, I want a new Mercedes in the driveway, and you really believe it, there should be one there within a few hours. And that's just not how it works. Why can't that be how it works? Well, it could be. That is how it is presented to me, I it, believe. It kind of could work. If we truly believed it, but nobody truly believes that. Nobody's, I mean, like somebody like Jesus could do it, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Jesus was like completely spiritual. It wasn't wrapped in this world with, this is my opinion, of course, with um, material beliefs on what is possible and what's not possible. That's why he's turning water into wine. You know, because he he believes that he can instantly manifest. Somebody like that could do that. The average person isn't capable. Their, their mind can't even comprehend that they can get a good job, yet they're going to go manifest a Mercedes in a driveway. It's like you got to meet yourself where you are, and you have to work, you know, walk towards things like that and expand your mind. But I think, you know, positive positive thinking and the law of attraction – it's and I talked about this at a workshop recently. It's it it is about transformation, not about manifesting material things into your world. Um and if you keep that in mind, you start you start using it properly, you start getting what you want and you find happiness in it. Some people are good at manifesting things and positive thinking even, and they're miserable because they're they're not using it to transform themselves. They're just using it. There, there are tons of people in this world that are master manifestors that are miserable. <clears throat> you know, that's why you see in celebrity things, you know, people crashing because they, 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 they're obviously good manifestors. They're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. But all of a sudden they start turning to drugs because they're not happy. You know, they go through relationship after relationship because they don't know themselves. Well, can't and, you also just manifest negative things? I mean, oh, if the yeah. law of attraction <laughs> well, works. That's the rest of society. Yeah, if the, if the <laughs> law of attraction works and you're, um, all you're putting out is negative, then all you're getting back is is negative, right? Right. That and, you're creating your own problems. Right. And that's why it's it's hard for people like, you know, in, in certain generational loops that are that are caught up in, you know, living on welfare, we'll say. You know, some some of the people that are on welfare are in generational loops that believe that that's the only thing that they can do. They don't have hope for a better future, so they just stay in that loop, you know? I mean, so so that, that's what they're manifesting because that's that's what they believe is possible. That's what they believe is their truth, and that's the way they're going to live, so that's what they that's what their life manifests. But then you have other people who who are raised in that that somehow got a glimmer of hope or hung on to a glimmer of hope that there's something different and then they manifest something different and they get out of it. So, but yeah, that you know what? That is a whole show. So, yeah. It, it is a whole show. So, <clears throat> like I mean to bring it, you know, back to our topic, it's when you if you can find a way to take action and do something, stand in your fears and and do something that 
you know, you didn't think that you could do to break through that? What's a small, like, let's set a small attainable goal. Yes. You know what I mean? A small, like, what is something that you could do today? Put the, unless you're listening to this before you go to bed, put the, (laughs) you know, when you're done, put the podcast down, go out, do something take action as a physical manifestation of not living in fear. What is one thing that we can do? A little thing. Well, it's it's probably different for everybody because you need to everybody's situations are different and you need to do something that is going to affect you, you know, but I mean, you know, you could do something like you could you could take a, a small amount of money, you know, you could take like $5 when things are really tight and go, you know what, like, I've just, just got enough money and I really don't have any extra. Well, just take $5 and go just give it to somebody just out of the kindness of your heart and know that somehow you're going to make it without that $5, you know. Something like that is just, you know, it's it's with most people aren't going to starve and die over five thousand five dollars, you know. So if you if you just something simple like that to go, okay, well somehow I'm going to have the faith that I'm going to make it without five, this five dollars. I'm going to make it somehow, and then you make it into the next day. You know that that's walking in faith. You 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 can do anything. Um, See when I when I asked the question, I was thinking like, and, and yours is better because it enables you to to do it, it enables you to do something that didn't really. You probably weren't super worried about that. You know what I mean? It was just a little yeah. fear that you were able to overcome. And in the beginning, that's fine. You want to set yourself up for success. And and my idea was um was like skydiving. Yeah. <laughs> you also yeah. did that recently, which is, seems extremely scary and I will never ever ever do. You don't have to. It's not for I everyone. Won't. I You're, will never do that. Yeah, I may I, firewalk, but I will never That was a dive. blast. <laughs> You're crazy. Um but my thought was, make a phone call you, you you're afraid to make. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a good one. You know, uh, write a letter. Write a letter that you're afraid to tell someone something that you're afraid to. Mm. Um, yeah, that's little great. things, little like nothing big, nothing horrifying. Just no. you know, the, we all have these little things that we're afraid of that aren't that big of a deal. But you know you can right, easily... but you, but you build it up to to being a big deal, right? You know, and with with those situations, it's like a lot of times if you if you really understand how things um, how things are going to be better if you stand in your fear and walk through it, then it's it's not really like we we have these. That's why fear is so strong is because we have this idea that the that the end is like like if we actually walk through it 
we have a possibility of losing everything. Like our whole life is going to crumble and it's going to be horrible and all this stuff. You know, and it's, if we look back at all the stuff that we've had to deal with and walk through in our lives, you know, the only thing we know for sure is we're going to make it. There's never been a problem that somebody was walking in, a personal, um, you know, emotional situation that somebody was walking in, and then all of a sudden they just imploded and they didn't exist anymore. Like, that's never happened. <laughs> so we do, we make it on the other side of these things one way or another. It's just how are we going to make it? Who are we going to be when we get on the other side? If you actually face your fears and walk through them, then when you get on the other side, you're going to be a better version of yourself. You can't, we, we try to control reality and so nothing bad ever happens and we never feel uncomfortable and we never feel sadness and we never feel anger. And if you look around, how's that working for everyone? You know, it's not, it's not working. It's <laughs> so everybody's experiencing this sadness, this fear and this pain. And we're pretending that, <clears throat> excuse me, we're pretending that if, you know, we don't act like ourselves, then our life is going to be better. And it's just not, you know, we have to look at what we're protecting. We're not really feeling like we're connected with our true self. We're not feeling happiness. We're not feeling peace. So why not walk through the fear? Why not take a chance and see how it comes out? When you do it, you become more of yourself and you're going to find more of that peace and more of that happiness. And you know what? Maybe your life isn't going to be perfect then either, but at least you're going to be yourself and it's going to be, you know, and life won't be perfect. Life's, not, life's never going to be perfect. <clears throat> not the way we think it is. No. Cause... As long as we're making the rules, our lives are never going to be perfect. Right. If but we you can keep walking towards that. Yeah, and and I mean once we once we let go of judging everything and going, well, you know, when this happens it's bad, when this happens it's good and and <clears throat> I should be upset because this happened. If um if people need uh help doing that and they want more than just this podcast um where can I, they contact you i have a website of this guy that they can contact is it you um yeah <laughs> it's me it you, yeah. <laughs> it's me you caught me it's uh yeah go to life-enhancement-services.com and uh yeah catch up with us there um, as far as your fears, you know, it's it's just smoke and mirrors. So, you know, if you walk through it, it's you're, you're going to find that there's really not a lot of substance to it. It's just that fear holding you back. So start with something small, walk through it, um, you know, and <laughs> Google is a wonderful tool. <laughs> Google, you know, like um, ways to walk through your fear. You know, or physical actions to walk through your fear. I bet you there's all kinds of uh, neat options that you can do. And um, who is the uh, the sacred fire walking 
the instructor yeah. is Carrie Cudmore. So, and you can actually go to her website and check it out. It's K E R R Y C U D M O R E. Uh, that's her name, and it's that's her website, CarrieCudmore.com. So check that out, and you can always. It was so successful; so many people got a lot out of it that they're already talking about the next one. Oh yeah, and Carrie does them twice a year. So uh, if you're in the Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut area, um, I'm probably going to be getting another group um, to do it next time around which I believe will be in June. So um, contact me if you're interested. I can get you in touch with uh, Carrie or we can get a, a group discount uh, together going, forming a group through Life Enhancement Services here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, and um, that'll do it for today. Take care, all. This podcast is presented by New Shore Productions. Executive producers Glenn Ambrose, Benjamin Barber, and David DeAngelis.